Welcome to the She's Brave podcast, where I help women be brave and go after what they really want in life. I'm Tiffany, certified coach and counselor, here to help guide you on this journey. Hey, so springtime is almost here for those of you all who are in Chicago. If you're like me, you're like super happy. I'm so happy for it to finally be starting to get warm outside and for me to be able to at least get out the house. Um, so today I have Iris on. She is, she is so crazy. Like, so I, I don't know if you all have any friends like me, but this Iris is like one of the most honest people I know, not only in in her interactions with people, but who she is as a person. Like she's just unapologetically herself. And I love that I was able to have her on the podcast today to really share what has shaped her to be the woman that she is today. Like I admire and like envy how honest that she is. And what we talk about today is so real, so honest, so so iris so enjoy as we talk about being her being bluntly honest and being boldly you and how you can use her life experiences and her journey to help you be more bold in your own life um i hope you enjoy Alrighty, so today I have Iris Johnson. She is a really good friend of mine here with us today, and I am so excited. So before we get started, Iris, tell me a little bit, well, tell us a little bit about you and what you do and and everything. So I'm Iris. I have, um, I'm an HR person, so I think that's really important to know because it just means that I like to talk to people and sometimes occasionally fire them. Um, so I feel like that's critical. Um, so that's what I do for work. But I also have a podcast called Girl We Have to Talk Podcast. I've had it for three years. Um, and my podcast is co-hosted by a friend of mine, another friend of mine, uh, Jamie, who is also a therapist. And it's just like a casual girl talk podcast where we give like very unsolicited advice to people that they probably don't take. Um, I like live in the, like right outside of the city. So I'm a, but I'm a Chicago native. I've lived here my entire life. Um, and I'm married. I have a dog. I have a stepson who's 16 and yeah, like, I feel like I have a very full life. Um, but like always looking to grow and expand. I've been like really getting into this year I had, Uh, my human design chart done for my birthday. I had like tarot card readings. I'm like really into like energies and aura and like growing in that way too. So I'm really excited for the work that you do because I feel like it closely aligns to kind of like the vibe that I'm feeling in my thirties. Yeah. (laughs) And I also, I love that you like, I was just so honest. Like you just don't, you don't hold back. You're going to say what's on your mind. You're like super real. You're like going to keep it hundred percent all the time. Thank you. See, that is a nice way of saying it. See, I hate when people are like, you're so blunt. Cause you're saying, I don't think I'm blunt. Cause I don't say half of what I think. I'm just real honest. And like, if you ask me something or if you tell me something, I'm not going to be able to lie to you about it. I'm just going to tell you the truth. So don't ask me questions. If you don't want me to tell you the truth. <laughs> don't ask anything. You don't want to know the answer. To. Yes. If you want to know the truth, I'm a great person to ask. I will try to soften the blow for you. Like I'll always try to be nice, but I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. And I think that I feel like we can all like 
we all want more of that. At least we all say we want more of that, like the person that's honest and everything. But mm-hmm. I really feel like we can use a lot more of that, like honesty and blunt honesty and just being. I honest. think so too. And like, I feel like also for me, I'm a person who like, I am really honest. And I think that I enjoy other people who are honest. Like if you, cause I would never say like, I'm, I'm very honest, but I also consider myself to be very kind. Like I'm a very kind person. So like, so <laughs> people who I don't mess with, I like don't really talk to them that much. So like, if you are a person who I talk to and I see um, on any kind of regular occurrence that that means I care about you. And like, why would you want people in your life that say they care about you, but that would lie to you. Um, so like, I'm always super kind. Like I, I try to tell you something in the nicest way, but I will be super honest with you about it. So if you don't want me to be honest, you shouldn't tell me, you shouldn't ask. And I will do the same. Like I always want, if I ask for advice, like I genuinely want it. Like I want you to tell me the truth. Um, otherwise I wouldn't ask you. Yeah. You know, I actually want to, I actually want to start with that. Cause I wanted to, I have, I have you on. Um, I know you do a lot with like HR and helping people find like careers that are fulfilling to them. And I do want to get to that, but this is really interesting. So how did you become like, like, what do you think has helped you become so like bluntly honest with people? Cause I know a lot of the people that I work with or like the people that I talk to, they may have a hard time like saying no to people or speaking their minds and all that. So what is been something that's helped you with that to be you become you so okay so it's really funny I got I'm gonna go back to this human design chart so I got this human design chart done like a couple weeks ago maybe it was actually even just last week and she didn't know anything about me she I just like gave her my birthday um and like what time I was born and where and the first thing we say when we get on the call is she's like people have a hard time with you because she's like you are so honest with them. So like partially what I want to open that up to say is like, if you believe in any kind of spiritual energy, then I think that like, I, I really truly believe like I was born to be honest and it gets me in trouble. Like my natural inclination is honesty. One of the first things I remember, I was probably five and my mom, um, my mom and my dad got divorced when I was really young and my mom had roommates. My mom had me when she was young. My mom had me when she was 19. So like, of course she had roommates and she lived with this girl named Sam. Sam was a lesbian. And so I knew Sam's, um, girlfriend because Sam's girlfriend would come over all the time. And anyway, like one day Sam was babysitting me and she took me to the laundromat and there was another girl there. And I remember just being like, and I saw that they were like, I knew what a girlfriend was. I knew that they were like, held hands and they kissed and I was like oh this is interesting like it is interesting that Sam I didn't realize that she was like cheating I just was five and I was like oh okay so she's like two girlfriends how cool like they're both very nice and this one lady like gave me candy while we did laundry Uh so like when we got home the other girlfriend, the main girlfriend came over and I was like, oh, like I was just, she was playing with me and I was just being like talking to her. And she's like, so what did you do? And I was like, well, I went to the laundry mat with Sam and we went with her other girlfriend. And I think the other girlfriend's name was like Tiffany or like Sheila, it was something like that, like comment, like something you would hear. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait, what? And so she like asks me all these details. And of course I'm five. So I'm just like, yeah, like we went to the laundromat and then like, she's so nice and they were holding hands and kissing. So I knew that she was her girlfriend like you. And I think that that's so cool. And like, we had a great time and we did all the way. <laughs> like, I'm just like telling her this whole fucking story. I'm sorry, this effing story. And so like, anyway, long story short, like they get into like a fight, not a physical one, but like they argue and like they end up breaking up. And like Sam, my mom's friend is like so upset. Like she's not really mad at me because of course I'm, I'm a kid, but she's like really upset. And so like, I saw that like, me being honest was actually like kind of resulted in something being 
really negative. But like, I think some people, but then I taught my mom was like, Hey, it's fine that you were honest. You should always be honest. Like other people who are being deceptive, like they put themselves into those situations and that's not on you. And so I think because she said that I like, even though I saw that like something negative came out of it, like my, my, my friend, Sam's other friend went away and I, we never saw her again. Um, but like my mom and Sam remained friends. So it wasn't any hardship on me, but like, I just knew that like, if I had a I feel this sense of like guilt and like, I feel it in my throat that I just have to speak the truth. And like my mom's acceptance of me, like not like spanking me or like yelling at me. Cause I like told somebody's business. Like I was kind of just like, okay, like this is fine. Like, it's not great. Like it's definitely uncomfortable. Like I felt that uncomfort of the truth at a young age. Like I remember feelings, even as I'm talking about it, of like it was uncomfortable, but like, I also remember being like, but like, if you're honest, like, you don't get in trouble. Like if you're honest, like these things don't come back to haunt you. If you're honest, your girlfriend doesn't break up with you. So I think that like I interpreted all these things of like honesty can be uncomfortable, but if you're honest, then there's less negative than if you were to be deceptive. So I think that like that happening has allowed me to be extremely like honest, like any person who's known me longer, like middle school, high school, elementary school, they'll be like, the one thing you are not is a liar. Like I will tell the truth, even if it's like something horrible, like I did it, like uh, I won't talk about you behind your back because I would just say it to your face. Like I'm always been that way. Um, but I remember that happening to me when I was a kid and I feel like that's probably where it started. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So she always, it sounds like she just reinforced, like being honest is the best way, even if it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's more valuable to be honest than to be deceptive. And that totally. Yeah. Okay. And so my that- mom also, like, I've always been super duper talkative too. Like I talk a lot, as you can see. Um, and I've always been that way. And I've always been like, I speak my mind and like as a child and especially as a black child, I think a lot of the sayings is like a child needs to stay in a child's place. And my mother has never been that way. Like if anybody ever said like Iris is spoiled or she talks too much or she's like too sassy. Like my mom had a lot of friends because she was younger that would say stuff to her like that. Like, Oh girl, I can't believe you let Iris talk. Like, I can't believe you let her say this. And my mother has always been like, she can say whatever she wants to say, like, don't be disrespectful. But like, if this is how she feels, this is how she feels. Like she wanted to allow me to own my feelings and to speak on those feelings because when she was younger, she was not allowed that. And I think that when she went into parenthood, even though she was 19, she knew that like her not being able to speak up and not being able to say what was happening to her really resulted in a lot of trauma for her. So she's always been a huge advocate of me being honest, but also just using my mouth. Like if something happens, if you feel a certain kind of way, like don't feel afraid to speak on it. You need to say that kind of, you need to be able to speak your truth. That's always been the way that she's backed me up because that kind of like, as a kid, I got in trouble for that, but she always backed me up on that and it stayed with me. Yeah. I mean, and that's such an amazing quality to have and for something for your mom to reinforce in you it's like yeah like use your voice like instilling that strength in you like use your voice speak your mind never let anyone else censor you or make you feel uncomfortable for you expressing how you feel about something or if something's not okay definitely 
Um, and I think people who talk a lot, I know it's contrary to popular belief, but I think because I talk a lot, I'm actually a really good listener. Um, because like a lot, of, I was just talking to one of my friends, Julie, about this. And even though people will know me for years, they'll be like, oh my God, like I didn't know this about you. It's very rare that I talk a lot about myself. Like I think I'm actually surprisingly a pretty private person. But like, if you tell me a topic or if you want to talk something about yourself, like, I'm like, yes, let's talk about it. Let's engage. Let me give you unsolicited advice. Like, I love to do that. So I think that like, for me, being a person who's really talkative and like uh, outspoken, I think that I do use my outspokenness and like how direct I can be and like how forceful sometimes I can even be with my opinions um, about what's right and wrong. And like, especially how women should be treated. Like I will talk to somebody about their shitty ass boyfriend all day. Um, <laughs> but like, I think that's like, I I've had a lot of friends say like, you really made me feel empowered to stand up for myself. Cause you didn't make me feel like I needed to shut up. And so I think that I try to use my power of speech for good. Yeah. We can all use a, a little bit more of that, like having that empowerment. I think that the fear sometimes of like the consequences sometimes holds a lot of people back. So what has been like the result of being like so, so honest? Like, has there ever been any kind of like negative consequences or anything that turned out differently in a positive way that you thought was probably going to go a different way? Well, I mean, I think definitely if you're an honest person, if you are, I mean, I've been told I'm loud. I think that I am not really loud. I am just bolsterous. Um, let's use better adjectives to describe women. <laughs> I think that like those things, definitely people are like, oh my gosh, like you're, people act a certain kind of way. And like, I don't know if you talk a lot about this on your podcast. We talk about it a lot on ours and it's the, like how, you show up differently as a black woman. So I feel like, like, yes, I'm talkative. Like I feel very empowered to do that. Um, and like, I don't really think I'm loud. Like, I think that like, if you get loud, I get loud, not in a negative way, but like we're having a good time and we're laughing, like we're laughing, like it is what it is. Like, I don't feel any shame in that. Um, but I definitely think I'm a black woman. My husband's white. Most of my friends are white showing up inside, like as myself and like with when I grew up in Hyde Park, um, most of my friends, it was a mixed area and I had lots of white, Hispanic, like Latinx, Asian friends, but like my core group of friends are black girls. And so like, I was never considered blunt or outspoken or loud with that group of girls. Like we all had like the same energy, but then when I moved to the suburbs and then when I went to DePaul, my sorority is all white. Um, I definitely think that it's been, it was hard for me in my twenties because I think culturally, the way that I show up to them sometimes is different. And I think it has been like, oh my gosh, like don't say anything to Iris because she'll like, she's so loud, like she'll curse you out. And like never once in my life has any of these women been cursed out by me, nor would I. Like, it's just actually not in my character to do that. But I think sometimes if you are direct and outspoken and blah, 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 like there's a stereotype about black women that were like that. And that that kind of behavior equates to you being ghetto. And I think that I had to really struggle with being like, the shame of doing that and kind of wanting to put my fire out because I was surrounded by these people who were receiving me in a way that's just actually not, it's not true. Um, and you know what, even if it were true, like F it, like, but like, it was just so actually removed from my genuine personality that I started to question myself. And so I think there was like a lot of self-work and like, obviously like so grateful for like everything that's been happening within like larger culture um really making me feel like acceptance and like 
I, I needed to feel proud to be a black woman again and be like these things about me, the fact that I am willing to stand up for what I think is right. The, the fact that I'm willing to speak up for my friends, like that makes me great. And I, I've talked to, I talked to one of my friends about this on a recent podcast and like what feminism means to me and like how Jamie and you know, Heidi too, they're both like, you know, it sucks because I feel like people just think that I'm going to be weak and quiet. And I'm like, well, the opposite thing is for a black woman is that you think that I'm going to be aggressive. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, but you know, living with that shame and with those stereotypes and like trying to be quiet and fit into the society and like really stifle myself because I just asserted those things with being negative was so harmful to me. And like, I feel like the love of like Taraji Henderson and like Gabrielle Union and just being a like, Terry Washington and just being able to see these women who are like me and people celebrate them has been great. But I think that I literally had to do the work to get there. And it was so hard. That is what I think has been like the downside of like, being a person who kind of straddles the line, my dad is white, like living within both of these societies, that's been the part that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear that a lot too. Like I had someone else on the podcast who is biracial and her telling her experience, not only of identity and like in trying to fit into both worlds, but I mean, it sounds like too, like having those going, being in a circle where it's like, it's acceptable to be, to be outspoken and it's mm -hmm. celebrated because you're surrounded by other black women and it's like this is the norm and then going somewhere else and then they're like okay this isn't the norm for us right and like feeling like you have to conform to what is acceptable and to not perpetuate a negative stereotype of you know you being a black woman because of course you feel that more when you're in the context when you're not in the, those same cultural groups and you're in a different context so so it sounds like there has been times where it's like either like society or like circumstances were like, okay, no, Iris, you need to tone it down a little bit. And, but then you were like, um, no, like, no, that's not. Well, that's <laughs> totally. And you know what? It's funny. It's like, again, back to my human design. Like she's like, a lot of your power comes from your throat. And she's like, and so when you try to like stifle yourself or like when you don't speak up or like you don't say what you're thinking, she's like a lot of that manifests in you having like a lot of anxiety. Um, and she's because like the spectrum of my personality through human design was basically calmness, which is like my ultimate goal, which is so true for a person who's like as animated as I am. My goal, that's why I love yoga. Like, so if you're ever like, does somebody want to do yoga? I think you asked me that before. I'm like, yes. Do I want to go for a sound bath in the forest? Like actually, yes, because it doesn't involve me doing physical labor. Um, like I love things like that. Like I love to be at peace. I love to be calm. Like I love to be surrounded by my things. Um, but one of the things that happens if I feel like I'm not able to speak, like if you are stopping me from speaking, speaking and saying what I think is true. Like I could never be complicit in somebody lying. Like if you told, like I could, like if you told me that you were cheating on your partner, I would literally be like, okay, great. But like, don't ever make me hang out with him. Cause I would feel anxiety. Like it would make me feel so anxious. Like I feel so much anxiety about it. Um, like, it's just hard for me. It's hard for me to lie. So what she was saying is that when you don't speak up and when you don't say things, when you're not using your voice, it makes you feel like the other spectrum of calm is actually anger. And I was like, well, you know, I don't really get too angry. She's like, I know. She's like, but for you, it's anxiety. And that is so true for me. Like in my twenties, I had such bad anxiety and I still catch myself. I feel anxious. And that's when I just like, 
I shouted out. Like, that's why I have the podcast. Like, that's literally why I started it because I needed to speak. Like if something happens like George Floyd, but also if something petty Betty happens, like this Southern charmed reality show drama, like I need to talk about it. So I think that like, um, realizing like what my triggers were like really definitely helped me. Um, but I think that it's like, you know, like anything else, it's a lot of work, but like stifling myself, it physically pains me. Um, and so like they always say, like, listen to your body and your body will tell you what you need and what like my body needs to do is to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes too, it's like, especially someone who struggles with using their voice and really speaking up for themselves and what they want, their focus is on the other person or what the consequences will be. It's like, oh, I don't want to make anyone else mad, but it's like, you come first. It's you, what do you need? Like you said, like you're saying, listen to your body and what you need, because if you don't use your voice, then that manifests in other ways. Like you're saying, like your anxiety or you're not getting what you want, you know, out Mm -hmm. of, life relationships anything so it's like you your desire to be happy and to express yourself has to it sounds like it has to be higher or more important than what any consequence will be or what someone else may think of you or whatever yeah like for me it definitely is because um another thing like so like this call that I had with this human design person the reason I keep bringing it up is because a lot of the things we talked about were like me really tuning into myself um, and like having started this work like two years ago, um, like that was, so when, when I talked to her, it was so validating because she was like, you are on the right track. Um, but what you said, like me first, yes, because I feel like I can't be a good wife to my husband if I'm like not saying what I need, because then like, it's not like I'm a mouse, right? Like I'm not a quiet mouse. So like, if I'm not telling you what I need, it's not like I'm going to be just like passively happy. Like, Oh my God, you're not doing anything that I want. You're not filling up my tank of what I need, but it's fine. It's fine. Like even people who say that kind of stuff, they eventually explode. And like, that's anybody like you need to express yourself. However, that is a singing or writing or writing it down, like whatever that is for you. If you hold all that stuff in, it shows up. And then you are behaving anxiously with your husband. Maybe that results in mistrust or like you're, you don't want to hang out with your friends because they're doing stuff that upsets you. So you just like start bailing and canceling. Like, I think that not filling up your own tank, like not being true to yourself, like really, even if it's your way of making sure that you don't get judgment so that you are accepted. So blah, 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 whatever all of these reasons are when you do that, it's actually like a turnoff to the people who actually belong in your life. Like you either start to attract people, um, with the energy that you're putting out that are not right for you. And I think that will make you miserable. Um, and then you also start turning off people who are right for you because you're not putting out what your authentic energy is. And so I think that you have to be true to yourself. And some people are not as bolsterous. Like people don't always want to talk and I don't want to be like, you need to say, you need to do this. But like, is it writing an email? Is it writing a handwritten note? Like, how can you express yourself in a way that makes you feel calm and heard? Um, Because I think when you do that, when you express what you need, it is going to bring you so much peace because it's going to, even if somebody judged you or whatever, those people were not for you. And that's really what the human design lady told me. And it was like, so validating. I was like, oh, because like when these people are like, you're too loud for me or like, 
I mean, nobody ever really says it anymore, but that's probably because I started cutting out the people who thought I was too loud. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like, you know, like when you get those type of comments and you're like, but this is like who I am, if that's who you are and like who you are too, is like, we don't want to say like, who you are as an as an a-hole. Um, no, like, of course, like you, be kind. Like, that's why I'm always like, yeah, I'm talkative, but I'm like conscious of what I'm saying. I'm not going to be like, if you're like, Iris, do you like my hair? I'm not going to be like, no, you look horrible. Like I would be like, well, you know, <laughs> the, uh, like the other way that you had your hair was really nice too. Like I would dig deeper. I would ask you questions. I would try to be kind, but I would, you know, I would tell you the truth, but I wouldn't say like, nope, you look ugly. Like that's just not my personality. <laughs> Cause I think that that's actually just cruel. Like I would never be, cruel to someone but I do think that if someone's like oh girl like I'm confused about this hairstyle what do you think I'd be like you know like I think maybe if you tried to tone down the highlights it would be really pretty like have you tried a toner like who's your stylist I would google suggestions for you like that's the type of person that I am uh, so when I started thinking about that when I was like no I'm actually a really good person a really good friend a really good partner and like these people who are like criticizing me and like making me feel bad about myself they're probably just not for me that felt so much better. And so that's what I think people should think about. Like, yeah, like if you're saying your truth and it's turning people off, then does that, like, if your truth makes other people uncomfortable, then they can't be your people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the things that I work with with my clients is you cannot, well, one thing that I say is that you cannot conform to other people's preferences. You have to be true with who you are. You have to know who you are and express that self. Because if we're in this like battle of trying to conform to what other people want us to be and who other people think we should be, then we're not really being true to who we are. And like you're Mm -hmm. saying, it's like, then it just builds on a bit. It's like a lie that just builds. So now I'm not being true to who I am. I'm not saying what I want. I'm, attra- I'm attracting the wrong type of people. And I'm not the people that who were supposed to be in my life. Now I'm not attracting them either because I'm not being really true to who I am. Right. So it's like the ultimate self-love. It's like, you got to be true to who you are and show up authentically and if those people aren't for you, then that's just what it is. It doesn't have, you know, it's not anything personal to you. It's just what their preferences are. It's this not, yes, yeah, totally do about that. I a hundred percent agree. And it's okay to cut people out too. Like, I think that was one of the things that like, if there was a hard thing to do, there were definitely people who I was like, Oh my God, I really like, I like this person. But every time I would leave from hanging out with them or seeing them, I felt like my emotional tank was so drained. Like it was so drained from trying to like center myself and thinking to myself, like, Oh my gosh, what are they thinking about me? And it was just so draining that I'm like, these people can be good people, but that doesn't mean that they're my people. And I don't need to be like surrounding myself with people who are not my people just for myself. Like, I I think that I give so freely to those that I love. Like I am a person who's like, I remember your birthday. Let's here's a gift. Like, what are you doing? How, like, I care so much that like, I think that level of investment in people who I have let in, um, I cannot give that type of energy to people that are not serving me. So that has allowed me to be like, I have to release these people from my life because (laughs) it is causing me more stress and like also taking away the energy that I can have for like the people who are my people. And so like, that's been like kind of my work over the last couple of months for myself. It's just being like, is this the right thing? Like, are these the right people? Like, do I need to let some of these people go? And you know, there's been some people who need to be let go and that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, 
people come into your life for like so cliche but people Mm -hmm. come into your life for a reason or a season like maybe they were meant they're meant to teach you something and then like that's it. Like everyone who's there, they're not always meant to stay. Yes. And oh my gosh, am I allowed to say like that they could be a blessing on your, is this okay? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you said. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Great. Okay. So like what I talked to my, I was just talking to my coworker about this. I feel like this is about people and situations. It's either a blessing or a lesson. Like, I really feel like that. I'm like, this is either something that's like a blessing for me. And I'm just like, wow, like, I'm so grateful that you were brought into my life. Like you have brought me so much. And I'm so grateful that you're here. And I'm still even grateful for the people who I've had to let go. Cause I learned something from it. And I think when I've tried to put that perspective in my mind of being like, even if this is crap, like mostly I think about this a lot with work and sometimes with people who I'm not friends anymore too, with that have been like kind of toxic situations. Um, I am always like, what did I learn? And I always like, when I think of it that way, it brings me so much peace. Like I love to be like, somebody was brought into my life and it was a blessing. Like there, and sometimes it could be both. Like I have a great example is this girl who introduced me to my husband. We are not friends anymore um, because she's actually a horrible human, but (laughs) I love my husband. So like she was a blessing and a lesson because I'm super cautious when people start exhibiting signs of insanity. (laughs) So like, I, you know, it was both. Um, And I think that that's wonderful. Like, but I think it's really helpful for me to think of it. Like, and I think about that kind of stuff with work too, where I'm just like, oh my God, why do I work here? These people are crazy. And I'm just like, what am I learning? And then I was also like, at least I've been blessed enough to work through the pandemic. I'm happy. But also these people are crazy and I have learned how to deal with crazy. But now I think that the time has come for me to move forward. But like, yeah, like I, I think about things like that a lot of the time because it brings me some peace. Because when you feel like you're wasting your time, I think for most people, like when it feels like wasted time, that's what makes you angry. When it just yeah. feels like a complete waste, then you're mad because you can't get time back. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I love that too, that you're like continually trying to learn and try to grow and figure out like, okay, so what did I learn from this? this relationship how did I grow and yeah and it's like it doesn't have to be like this big thing it's just like you're not a good person for me in my life and Mm -hmm. maybe we're just you know go our separate ways yes and I wish you well please don't come again (laughs) Uh, there are definitely some people like that like everybody's not like that like I will I am super happy to say that as I've moved into my like being 30 because 20 was chaotic um, in my thirties, like I don't have any people left where I would be like, and don't ever contact me again. Like I have no one like that. I definitely have some people where I'm just like, Ooh, like we're, we're just not gonna, like, I'm going to be cool if I just saw you in public and was like, Hey, but like, you're not invited to come over or anything like that. But I definitely in my twenties had some people where I was like, don't ever never. Like if I saw you like ever, like I would cross the road if I saw you in public. So, but I'm grateful to say I have nobody like that. That's gross. Like never come back ever again. No. Yes. I like when I looked up in my life and I'm like, there's nobody in my life where I'm just like, no, like actually I really, really, really like, I have no one in my life that I like genuinely dislike. And I'm more so like, you're not for me, but I like actually don't dislike them. I'm just like, like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't going to be like a great friendship. Like, and I kind of don't want to waste my time or, you know, work. Like I don't have anything where it's like deep seated craze the way that I did in my twenties, which lets me know I am growing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm curious though, cause you, you mentioned the human and then, you know, I, I wanted to talk about careers, but I'm having such a good time. We're going to have to have you on for another time to talk. Yeah, about sure. It. If you want to talk about jobs, we can do a whole job episode. 
Yes. Okay. I am curious. So what is the human design chart? What was that oh my goodness. like? I am going to send you a link after this, just in case you want to go. Um, I follow her. Oh my gosh. Let me see if I can figure this out um, while I'm talking to you. So the person who I went to go see, her name is Maggie. And oh my goodness, what a little miracle she is. Her name is, and I will send you her information. Um, her name is Maggie. And I think it's Hilpsitch or something like that. And she's based in Chicago. Um, a like amazing, a person that I, um, a person that I know posted this on their Instagram that they had a reading from her, um, a human design. And like, I have been so into this lately. I don't know why either. Like, I cannot tell you why my spirit is just moving me more towards this area of like, um, not necessarily like psychics and things like that, but just like healing through nature. Like, I, I mean, but like not in a way of nature, like you, I want to be clear. Like, I don't want to go on a hike. Like, I'm, I'm not, not yeah, like, right. I want to be clear. I don't want to go on a hike. Kayaking, maybe hiking. No, unless again, like there's wine. I'm open to that. But so <laughs> the human design, she, it's basically like an astrological chart, but deeper. So she tells you, um, what your profile is. So I have a profile, like I guess 10% of people who do this have this. So it's not the most popular, but it's also not the most uncommon. Um, and so like my person, my personality program type was a manifester. So it's an emotional manifester. And so people like this are usually like me, like very bold, like outspoken. They talk a lot. They can be um, people that are told that they're loud usually were kind of awkward. I mean, she picked up on the fact that like, she was like, a lot of people are surprised, but like, you're a little bit of a hermit. And I'm like, yes, like I get so burnt out by people and people are surprised by that. Cause I seem really outgoing. Um, but it's, um, the way she explains it. And I would strongly recommend that anyone who's interested in like learning more about your aura or just like having some peace that you are doing the right thing. And if you're not doing the right thing, not in terms of like, should I, um, you know, take this job or not, or should I like marry this guy or not? Like, not that kind of thing, but like, are you doing the right things in terms of like, is this where your energy lays? I think that this is perfect for you. Um, it is human design. She does this chart. Um, it's 75 minutes of you us talking together. And then also she's a coach like you. So she does some coaching surrounding this too, which you can do separately if you would like. Um, and basically how she explains this, uh, human design is she says that all of us are on a river. Like we're all on a river for life. Like we're just in this river and we have no choice, but to do it. That, that is life. If you understand your human design, you can approach this river and know the way the currents are coming and the ebbs and flows and like how you genuinely should be reacting to this based on your design as a human. Um, everybody is not going to be the person who needs to bulldoze through everything. Other people are going to be, there's like uh, generators who are people who like don't necessarily like to come up with their own ideas, which is like sounds negative, but it's not. Um, generator would be somebody who's like, they can take an idea and they run with it. They finish it. They see it through. Um, like, you know, that that's your personality type. And a lot of the times people who have that type of personality might be really hard on themselves, right? Because they're like, oh God, I wish I could be more of an entrepreneur and like think of these ideas. And maybe you can, but like maybe you're the type of person where you take a brand that's like a fledgling and you boom it and you grow it. And like, that's your strength. Um, for me, like it sounds really negative. A manifester is somebody who has a lot of ideas, but just has like a very difficult time, like following through and like completing it, which is so me. Like I have so many ideas, like so many things that I like want to do. Um, 
but I just like have a really hard time like completing them because I get bored. I get tired of doing it. So like perfect match for me would be to meet a business partner that's a generator um, who like wants to see things through and like kind of carry, carry this process through. So it kind of just tells you things like that so that you're not constantly fighting against the current of life because you under, you have a deep understanding of yourself. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm really interested because it's like, it's like there's a free seminar coming up. I'm going to send you the link just in case you want to check it out. Um, the free, it's like next week and it's virtual and yeah. you can kind of just hear more about it. Yeah. It's like kind of like self-discovery, understanding mm-hmm. your strengths, playing to your strengths rather mm-hmm. than, so like, rather than trying to be someone different than you are, Yes. when you are trying to be someone different or you're trying to do something that's not natural to you, then you're going to be making your life more difficult. Basically. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's what she's saying. And then also just being, cause I think a lot of the times we question ourselves, right? Like, am I too difficult? Am I asking for too much? Am I, you know, at, not asking for enough? Am I showing up enough? Or like, is the fact that I'm exhausted and like, don't want to hang out with people all the time. Like maybe I should change. I think a lot of focus in life is like changing yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like, if you can frame like, like about me, how I know that I'm talkative, like I know that I am direct. I know that I can be blunt sometimes. Like if you understand that about yourself, rather than like I was trying to do in my twenties, trying to be quiet, trying to dim myself rather than doing that. If you know that this is how you are uniquely designed to be, if you know that about yourself, how can you bring, how can you be true to yourself and bring that to the best light? Like, cause I think once you know yourself and you own yourself, like, I think that's like what attracts the right people to you. And so I think knowing your design and like what, like how you show up and like how you, like what would make you most comfortable and like what makes you tick. I think when you know that stuff, it really helps you because then you just have to be unapologetically yourself. Cause there's nothing you can do. Like when you think about it, if this random person is telling you your design that was like designed since birth, not saying you can't change things, right? Like it's not telling you that you're going to get married at 27. It's not telling you any of those things. It's just saying like uniquely, like this is like how you were designed. Like this is your design. And like, here's what you can do with it. When you know that about yourself, if you, if you can buy into that, which I realize some people can't, but for me, like I'm Christian. So like, I think that there's always been this thought process that like I was placed here and this is kind of how I'm going to like, it's not, you know, I mean, it is up to you like the decisions that you make, but like I was brought to this earth to be Iris and I was uniquely designed to be me. And that's kind of like what this buys into is like, you're, you were put here, you're uniquely designed to be yourself. What can you do with that? And I think for me as a person who for like five or six years, really, really tried to fit into being something else. And it made me so uncomfortable and so unhappy being able to like, I had already started doing that work of just being like, F it. I am who I am. I can't stop it. Cause it's making me sick and making me sad. I'd already received that. Like I'd already gotten to that level. Um, like just through myself and like listening to myself, but then having her reinforcing and be like, and girl, you are on the right path. Like you are great. Like she even made a video later, like on her Instagram about how she was like in talking to this person who was a manifester. She's like, I felt inspired. So like knowing that like my personality inspires other people, that's great. It's like, why am I going to change? Like, I'm wonderful. And if you don't see my wonderful, then you're not supposed to be here. And like, I think that like, it really just helps. So like, I recommend it. I think everyone should try it. I think it's gonna, it just makes you feel uniquely yourself. And like, you're meant to be who you are. Yeah. 
That sounds amazing. So yeah, definitely send me the information for that. And I will. <laughs> it's going to be, I've been telling everyone, like I'm telling you it was life changing. Cause like I was already doing all this stuff, but like to be like, I'm doing the right thing. Like, that's great. Like just to know that like, this is just this stranger knew who you were, which means that like, this is genuinely who you are. Like you are not, you are not meant to be anything else. You're not meant to be different. And when you just know that it's just so much more peaceful, like seriously, <laughs> Like just to be like, this is just who I am and it's great. And I can be like, this is who I was meant to be. And it's wonderful. And like, let me just live that truth. It's so great. Like I recommend it for everyone. It is freeing. Yes. It sounds amazing. So yeah, I'm going to definitely have to check that out. I'm like definitely interested in trying it myself because that is like where all your power lies and really owning who you are. Like, mm -hmm. I think a lot of the personal development and everything that we, that we consume is like, be different, be different, be different. And I don't think that there, of course, there's nothing wrong with growing and with changing, but really, I feel like you have to, to have that foundation of this is who I am. And I'm going to own this. Like you have to have that foundation first. You got to mm -hmm. be okay with who you are and you have to celebrate it and express it and let people know who you are. Don't, you know, don't try to be someone different. Like I, I talk about this a lot. Um, and when I do my interviews is I am naturally an introvert. And for like a long time, I thought I should be extroverted because the, the world was like, no, no, you should be an extrovert. The world values extroversion mm -hmm. until I was like, I'm an introvert. And I just accepted it. Like I'm an introvert. It's like, okay, great. You're an introvert. You don't have to be any anything different than who you are. Because when I was trying to be an extrovert, I was not happy. I was doing all right. these things I didn't like. And I'm like, I'm not happy. I, I you know, it was just, and it just snowballed throughout my life. So yeah, yes. know who you are. Know who you are. Totally. Yeah. I think that that is what, like, you will love human design, Ben. I think all of your listeners will love human design. I really recommend it. I think it is outstanding. And I think for people, like when they hear stuff like this, like, oh my God, like you're just who you are. And like, there's nothing else. It doesn't mean you can't, um, like grow and develop. Like I think of it, like I bought this house and like our house was a flip. So it's basically pretty brand new, but still like we are putting up our own backsplash next week and we painted an accent wall in our office. And like, we put our own furniture in, like the bones of the house were there. Yes. Like it is what it is. The house is the house. We're not going to demolish it, but like, you can still, like, if there's things you want to improve about yourself that are still within your design, like not go like a way for me to improve myself is to not be quiet, right? Like me being quiet is actually the opposite of what will make me better because it's against who I am. But like, can I figure out how to make it so that like, um, it's like what makes me feel happy? Like, I think the podcast is a great example of that is like, what makes me feel happy is like talking and inspiring and like giving unsolicited advice to people. It's not unsolicited. People are asking, but like, just, you know, like if that's what makes me happy, like how can I dig deeper into this and like, that's where I got the podcast from. And like, I, I knew that like I needed to express myself. And so like, it doesn't mean you can't grow and change because you know, this design of yourself, it just means like you can focus on the, the, the crap that matters. Like you yeah. can do things that suit you. Yep. Exactly. So, okay. I'm going to send you the link. I'm excited. I want everyone to do this so we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> we and have I'll, a whole nother episode about human design too. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And I'll make sure I put that in the show notes too. So everyone awesome. is interested in it, you know, had no idea we we're going to end up talking about <laughs> human design or anything. So we are not like promoting or anything or whatever. It was not, it's just not a, uh, what do they say? This isn't a promotion. Uh, this isn't a promo. Yeah. 
Again, this is not what? an ad. This is not an ad. We did not intend to promote this, but it has been so helpful for Iris. I'm, I'm really glad you brought it up because it does sound interesting. So I will make sure I put that in there. So Yay. yes, I am so, this is an amazing talk that we had. So thank you so yes. much. Thank yeah. you for having me. I'm so excited. And don't forget, I'm happy to come back. We could talk about human design. We could talk about careers because I'm super passionate about people having jobs. It is my number one passion. Um, so we can talk about all of it. Just let me know. Yes. So before I do let you go, um, any last remarks and then how can people find you? How can people find the podcast? All that. No, nothing, but also just want to say thank you, Tiffany, for being like so great, so welcoming and like such a calming spirit. Like every time I describe you to people, I always say like, you'll really like her. Like she's very calm and like, uh, like I want to say like earthly, um, <laughs> but like that may not be the right adjective, but like you just have a calming spirit. So like, thank you for showing up that way. I think it's great for people who have lots of like manicky, like you know, lots of anxious energy like myself. Like you're a great calming spirit for those of us who are like the manifester top 10 crazy people. Um, so for one, thank you for that. For two, how can you reach me? Um, we like, so my podcast, if you want to hear uh, more rambling from me, if that's just interesting to you for some reason, you can find us at Girl We Have to Talk podcast. We also have an Instagram and I say we, because it's Jamie who is a lot more calm than I am. Um, we have an Instagram that's Girl We Have to Talk to. So they're both the same name. Podcast is the same. Instagram is the same. Um, and we're there and can write us questions. And again, I will give you unsolicited advice if you want to hear it. Um, and then Jamie's a professional therapist, so she might actually give you something useful. So <laughs> tune in or ask us questions. We're open to that too. Yes. Well, this was amazing. And I look forward to having you back on. Thank you. And I'm excited to hang out with you soon. It'll be exciting. I know. In our COVID days, I feel like I have not seen you enough since COVID. I'm like, I know. I, know. Yeah, I think that's how everybody feels Lockdown. about everything. I exactly. But sooner or later, we're all going to be like just frolicking about like the old yeah. days, but probably still wearing masks, which is exactly. fine. I'm okay with it. As long as me I'm too. out in the world. <laughs> yes, me too. I'm like, I'll wear a mask, whatever. It's fine. That's fine. I'm, yes. I've gotten so used to it. It's like me too. part of my natural outfit. It's like, oh, exactly. I have a mask like, this and a mask for this. Yes. And I have some really cute ones that I got from Ulta I've got like some cheetah print some pink like it's really like kind of a vibe I like it yeah me too <laughs> well it's good talking to you and I will talk to you soon Alrighty. okay bye <laughs>